Welcome to Energetic Radio. I am your host, Dale Sybottom. Join me each week as I bring you amazing guests and interviews from some of the world's best operators. They will teach us how to bring fun, energy, and joy into each and every day. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to episode number 104. Today I am catching up with Joe Russell and we are talking about dream walking through life. Now, why I've got this topic and title today is because back in the day when the App Store was just released by Apple, Joe and his brother Sam created a mobile treasure app called Dreamwalk. Now, this was something that I thought was fascinating, and at the time, I had no idea even what the app store was, and Sam and Joe had created this awesome app, and it went viral, went all over the world, and I wanna share that with you today. Not only that, all the other awesome things that Joe's done, he sold up everything, he moved to Costa Rica to buy a nightclub, he's directed movies, he now runs a super successful app development company in Melbourne, he's mentoring people, he's got startups, and he's doing all this amazing stuff, And we're going to share that with you today and his story and things that he's learned along the way. So hopefully enjoy my chat with Joe Russell. Alrighty guys, welcome to episode 104. I'm on location today at the Hub Southern Cross in Melbourne, which is a fantastic building. It's very nice to do it in person with Joe Russell from Dreamwalk. How are you, mate? Good, how are you? Mate, I'm super impressed with your office, and not just your office, we're in a recording studio today, this is the first time. Yeah, this is our uh, podcasting suite, uh, yeah, got all the mics, all the, it's even got some green screens and things if you want to do some video. Mate, we could, uh, we could really make a day of it, couldn't we, and settle in. Now, um, really excited for this, and for people listening along, um, a lot of all different people that might want to start something or got ideas and I know um, I get asked all the time emails how do I create an app what do I do about it but nobody sorts of seems to do it now I want to talk about your journey and then we'll get to obviously dream walk and what you're doing now but um, I didn't even know what an app was back in the day um, and your brother Sam and yourself created this app called Dreamwalk, like a mobile treasure hunt and I just thought it was like speaking Japanese to me I had no idea what it was so Talk me through, firstly, this idea of Dreamwalk, a mobile treasure hunt when apps weren't even really a thing, were they? No. So when we had the idea for Dreamwalk, it was back in 2008. That year, the app store had been released. So no one knew what an app was, right? Very few people had smartphones. They were sort of the new craze that everyone was sort of thinking about and trying to get into. Um, And we heard in the news somewhere that there was this um, group of investors that were putting a bunch of money in to fund new app ideas for this new emerging industry. We thought, oh, we could come up with an idea for that. And so we had an idea for this this treasure hunt app, which is essentially a virtual treasure hunt. So uh, companies get on there and they place virtual treasures on a virtual map. You physically go out and hunt for these treasures. You collect them virtually and then redeem them in store for real prizes. So McDonald's would put like free fries around the botanical gardens. You go collect them, then redeem it in store at McDonald's. Great for McDonald's, they get extra foot traffic. Great for you because you're out physically active and yeah, all that yeah, kind so of stuff. Yeah, you're getting your steps up. And yep, yep, absolutely. And um, and it went crazy. Uh, within the first two weeks, of 60,000 people out, out hunting for see, these things. I, see, these are things. I, I was an investor in this. And I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even know I invested because it, it sounded cool. But um, So you had 60,000 people using this app. Yeah, within two weeks. Wow. So And we, we only launched initially in four cities. So it was oh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, and I think Boston. We didn't even know where to put the trip. So, so, so you were based in Melbourne. How did how did that work? I was based in Costa Rica, 
but that's another story. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. Sorry, you did do it. Sorry, another one for another day. So, yeah, Sam was in Melbourne. I was in Costa Rica. We did it all virtually. So we built well, – Sam built the system eventually. We actually offshored the thing about three times. Yeah. Didn't work. There's a lot of horror stories from offshoring, yeah. as you know. Yeah, we could talk about yeah. that for a while too. <laughs> <It's> another story. <laughs> um, but in the end, you know, it didn't work offshoring, so Sam learnt how to code himself. Yep. Um, I was already a graphic designer, so I did the design myself. And we built this thing ourselves, which meant we had an interface we could access on the web to place these treasure hunts in any city in the world, just using ah, Google Maps. So you were physically, like, you didn't even know whether, oh, that's the Statue of Liberty or something. Like, you, you weren't even there, and you were just doing no. it all remotely. I'd go into Street View in Google. Okay. And think, okay, that looks like a safe neighbourhood. I'll put some guys <laughs> there. Some of them didn't end up being as safe as maybe I thought they were. Uh, some buildings were since demolished and it was like just a rubble, a site of rubble, you know. Yeah. Uh, people had to jump fences and stuff. People had to swim out across lakes to get some of these prizes. We didn't know. We were just looking at Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's how, that's how we got started anyway. Wow, so that's how DreamWalk was created. Now, yeah. after the initial like rush, did the app continue to go well? Did you get investors involved? Because obviously when you created that, that was your idea, wasn't it? You wanted mm. to take it worldwide. Did it continue to go that way? Uh, it did, yep. uh, for quite a while. So we did get investors based on that sort of first initial launch. Um, and then we expanded into sort of more cities around the world and we expanded to Australia. To yeah, Australia, to where you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was a lot easier because we could physically go out and play in the hunts walking around, which was great. Um, we ended up getting uh, Coca-Cola got involved with yeah. it. Um, state of New Mexico and MNC Sartes got involved. They did like a statewide hunt in New Mexico was called Catch the Kid. You had to go out and find Billy the Kid. Have I told you about that Yeah, one? yeah I, I remember when you created that app. So that was sort of an off-flow of the DreamWalk brand, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was literally like an offshoot of the app. We, we rebranded it for the state of New Mexico. And, um, yeah, the, the premise was you had to find Billy the Kid. He was, he, he was somewhere in the state of New Mexico. Yeah. And you had to follow his trail of virtual loot. And you would collect that loot. And you could actually physically spend that in stores and hotels wow. and things around the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then if you sold all the clues and things, you knew where to find Billy the Kid on a specific day at a specific place. And they actually hired Emilio Estevez, um, who played Billy the Kid in Young, really? in Young Guns, yeah. yeah, to be sitting in this cafe on this particular day in costume with a briefcase. And if you walked into him with the warrant, you were the first one, he'd hand you the briefcase with 20 grand in it. Wow. And, uh, so, yeah, so that was, um, that was that sort of offshoot. But, yeah, there was a few offshoots like that. Uh, but what we found was... Um, we were becoming a sales company rather than a technology company. Okay. It was hard to keep treasures on the map yep. without having people out door knocking. Yeah, yeah. And so we had a team of about 10 salespeople by that stage. And we started to think, this is not what we want to do. So you sort of, it, it snowballed and it snowballed somewhere where you didn't think it would. Exactly. Well, I guess we should have thought it would. <laughs> well, you don't know that, though. No. You don't know. No, exactly. It was a bit naive. We thought everyone would be using this as a self-service platform. All these companies would just log in and place their own treasures, but they weren't. We, yeah. we had to go out and get them. And so we became this sales company that we didn't want to be. We wanted to be an innovations company, come up with new ideas, yeah. build new things. So we turned into DreamWalk, which was a, a custom app developer. Um, people were coming to us saying, hey, we love DreamWalk, can you build us this that's kind of similar? So we just started saying yes to those opportunities. And that's how DreamWalk was born. So one thing I just liked from listening to all that is that you never know what's going to happen, but by actually pulling the trigger and just creating DreamWalk and Sam learning how to code, you're also using your graphic design skills. What are some advice for maybe people listening at home that's got an idea, what would you recommend, just just pulling the trigger and doing it? Um, no. No? You know, Maybe three or four years ago, I would have said, yeah, just yep. pull the trigger. 
now I think it, it's a lot harder to succeed with just a good idea. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more that goes into it now. So validation, I know it's a keyword that gets thrown around a lot at the moment. Yeah. But validation is just so important. So finding out if the world actually wants you out. Yeah. And so there's various like ways you can do that. Um, again, that's a, probably a story for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But validation, making sure that there's a market is, is crucial. But then taking the next step. Yeah. And um, like we, we built the app for The Secret. I don't know, you know, you know The Secret? Yeah. The film The Secret. They talk about a lot about taking the first step and the next step reveals itself. Um, we found that to be absolutely true. Even if you don't know where the end game is yeah. or how you're going to get there, taking the first step will reveal the next step. Um, it's all about sort of committing to it though yeah. and deciding I'm going to do it and I'm going to put everything into it yeah. and, um, and you get there. Yeah, and I think that's really good advice. Um, I think one bit of advice I've been told is research the market with your idea. Mm-hmm. If there's obviously someone out already doing that and doing it well, then there's obviously a market for it, mm-hmm. right? And that's your job to try and be better than them or find a different angle or something like that. So it doesn't come down to pulling the trigger, I agree, but you also do need to take a little bit of a risk. Yep. And I think it's exciting as well. And you ended up being a salesman and that's not what you wanted to do. So DreamWalk was born. Talk to us what happened then. Wow. So it's, I guess it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster. We've gone through lots of iterations of yep. the company until we you know, became the stable company that we are now. But um, yeah, we went through a phase where you know, we were all about products, which was how we started. Yep. You know, we, we build our app. And um, we'll build our business around that. Then we realise, actually, we need to pivot. We need to, we want to be building new ideas. Yeah. So we need to be getting clients on board to help us do that. You know, we need the funding coming in so we can do that. Yeah. So we became this app development company. Um, but we still had sort of product ambitions. So there was a, a phase where we didn't really know what we were. Were we a products company or were we a, an agency? Yeah. Um, and that's what, I, what I'm kind of talking about when I say you've got to, like, fully commit to something. Yeah. We were building apps for our customers and we were doing a really good job of it but we're also building our own products but not doing them justice because yeah. we didn't have the time or the energy to put into those products because we're also doing the other stuff yeah so you're spreading yourself too thin Absolutely. and I think a lot of people can resonate with this. I know I can yeah. and I've spread myself way too thin and in the end things just don't get done correctly so you were doing one side of your business really well and that was building apps for people but you weren't enjoying that as much as creating your own were you? um I wouldn't say I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I think we just had a few ideas that we needed to see through. Okay, yeah. Because, um, I mean, we really love our job and we really love helping other people, you know, um, bring their ideas to life as yep. well. Um, but I guess the, the one big app, and we ended up building it, it was Jam. Yep. So Jam for iPhone is the name of the app. Um, it was the next one we did after, after DreamWalk. And our company was actually acquired by a big multinational agency in the meantime, by the way. That's like just a little side note. Yeah. So halfway... Um, two years after we released DreamWalk, we were acquired by the company Wellcom. And so while we're at Wellcom, we were also working on this, this I guess you'd call it a game slash social network. Yeah, it was epic. If you, haven't, if you haven't checked it out, go and check it out, Jam. It's still on there. It's a fantastic app. I must admit, I got a bit carried away with it when it came out. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and a lot of people did. Yeah. Uh, again, we had a massive success with that. We had half a million users within sort of the first month. Yep. Um, and we spent a lot of money promoting it. We travelled the world promoting this thing. I mean, you've probably heard the stories. We took a live monkey to Macworld. Uh, we um, hired Macklemore and Ryan Lewis to, <laughs> to come to South by Southwest with us, all this stuff. And we had a great time with it. But at one point, we were forced to sort of abandon it, I yeah. guess. 
Funding? Um, yeah, yeah. Yep, the funding dried up. We had a massive user base, but we hadn't yet monetized it. Yep. That was sort of always the next step. Yeah. We're going to monetize it once we've got this big user base. Yeah. But we, we had too much other stuff going on. Yeah. We couldn't dedicate all that time to it. So, I mean, it's still there and it still gets, you know, a thousand new users a week and all that. But we just have never had the time to put into it because we've got other things that we're more going passionate on. about now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you ever, I know you can't obviously go back and change things, but you, you put in so much hard work and effort and you got it from somewhere where it was probably the right time to pull the trigger and monetize it. Do you ever, like, I know regret's a horrible thing, but do you think about it? <laughs> yeah, we do. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't regret yep. anything because, I mean, I love the team we have now and um, everything we're doing now I love. So, yeah, I can't really regret it. But if I was to do it over again, I would do it differently. Yeah. Um, I'd probably plan a little bit further into the future. We'd sort of planned up until launch and then, you know, a couple of weeks after launch. But we probably should have planned out, you know, a few years in advance, you know, what the strategic steps are yep. to get it where we want to get it. Yeah. Um, without sort of falling over. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. And I, I must admit, in the meantime, you actually, I'm very grateful and always will be that you actually helped me create my first app, Classbreak. So I, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I had no <laughs> idea about coding. I'm yep. not a graphic designer. I'm nothing like that. Um, yep. And I'll always be grateful for that, that you were able to help me that. So um, now... Like with the business now, and obviously you've been acquired, it's gone through three different stages, you created another cool app called Surfy. Do you want to talk a little bit about that one? Yeah, so it was um, when we were going through a phase of, you know, wanting to build up our game portfolio. Yep. Um, we built an internal game called Surfy, which is kind of like the old classic California games from, from the 80s. Sega Master System Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great game. Uh, so it's like that on, on yep. steroids, really. Um, and it went really well as well. It was the um, number one sports game in Australia and New Zealand, a bunch of other accolades. Um, again, we didn't really put the marketing effort into it. I don't think we actually had a marketing budget for that one. Yeah. It was more building it for our portfolio. Okay. Um, and so we've, we've got a few games on our portfolio now, and, and that helps in that we attract clients who want games. games. We're yep. actually working on one at the moment. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I can't talk about it. <laughs> can't talk about it. <laughs> don't, you don't need to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was, um, yeah, one sort of phase in, in the the company's life yeah but yeah since being acquired um sam and i and, and the team stayed at the the acquiring company for a couple of years um but then we actually bought the brand back um well sorry i and my current partners um uh, bought the brand back and we decided to start from scratch and build a new agency um with a different sort of angle cool so we noticed that there was a lot of uh, it was essentially a wild west industry the app development industry you've you've yeah, industry quite a, a lot of it, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of cowboys, yep. and we were finding there was a lot of mistrust in the industry. Um, people didn't know who they could trust. There's a lot of players, yeah. And so we decided to focus on being a really ethical and transparent company, and um, that sort of really paid off, and it's enabled us to sort of grow that that um, new phase of the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From you know what it started with was just three of us. Yep. Um, built it up to where we are now, which is um, you know. About Pretty big company. company and, um, yeah. Well, you've got 12, 12 people working for you now. 12 full-time yep. staff here in Melbourne. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we're loving what we're doing and cool. we're helping a lot of people sort of yeah. realise their dreams. I love that. So is that what you've written, the success of the company now down to is probably that refocusing and you actually have a clear purpose of what you're trying to deliver? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. We're trying to deliver an amazing experience for our customers and I guess bring the knowledge that we've gained through releasing our own apps yep. to everybody else. Yep. We've done it before. We can help you get through the pitfalls and um, avoid all the mistakes that we've made. Um, so it sort of helps to have us as like a mentor yeah. helping them through. Well, I know it definitely helped me. It's been a huge thing. So when it comes to apps, because I know you I couldn't imagine how many emails you get. I've got an app idea. I, <laughs> I reckon I get one a week and I still do. Um, what are some... 
tips or common uh, issues that people have with making apps, uh, making apps? So I know recently you released some videos on top tips and things. Yep. What are some really important ones that listeners, if they've got an idea that they really need to sort of put in place before they really contemplate making that app? Yep. Um, they've first got to understand that releasing an app is like starting a business. Yep. So it's not like you just build an app, put it on the app store and people will come. Yeah. They don't. They, like they, no, no, and that's and like sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But I just thought when I made my first that bang, I can stop working. I've got an app. Like, <laughs> no, how do people find out about it? Like, and that's yeah. I know I'm cutting you off, but just because you've got an app doesn't mean there's millions of apps. There is, there is, there, there are literally millions of apps. Yeah. Um, the the golden era of you know being able to make a fart app. <laughs> apps, they're gone. Yeah. You know, making a million dollars off one of those. They're, they're gone. There's millions of apps out there. You've got to treat it like a business and it's going to be your full-time job. Yeah. If you've got another full-time job that you're trying to sort of juggle while releasing this app, you better have a co-founder or yeah. a bunch of co-founders who have the time to put into it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing we find is that people just don't, they underestimate the amount of time and effort that's going to go into it. Yeah. Probably, and it, I reckon making the app's the easy part. Yes. Like, easy. That's, that's easy. Like, and if you think that's hard, that's the easy part. Especially when you've got someone like us mentoring you. Like, you don't really need to do much. You just, yeah. you know, well, touch your idea. You, you did it all for me. And it was it's still the best app. It's been number one in Australia. It's done all these things. Yeah. Class breaking, you want to check it out. But th- that's by far my best app. And the reason being because you guys did it with me. Oh, you know, and you. That's, why, that's why I wanted to get you on here today. But um, do you find that also there's a bad name in the industry? Because people just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they, they don't. And I mean, that's what we're here for. Um, but a lot of people think... Um, and I mean, I don't want to get stuck into the offshore industry too much. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people think, you know, I know exactly how my app is going to work. Yeah. And I know exactly what the, the market wants. I'm just going to write down my idea, send it to a company offshore. <laughs> they need to build it exactly as I said. <laughs> but I mean, you'd be amazed at the people that come in with their ideas to our workshops, how different the app that comes out of that workshop is once we actually talk through yeah. their concept and, and talk through the rationale behind all the decisions. Yeah. Um, people change their, their ideas. Yeah. And it's really important that they do have people to give them feedback and crucial. ask them those crucial questions. Yeah. Right? Well, it's probably, like, it's probably like buying a house. You don't just go and buy a house. You get a builder to check in. You get people's opinions. You get a mortgage broker. You get all these different things. So it's probably pretty similar with the amount of money that it does cost to make an app. Right, unless you want to go offshore, which I would not recommend. It's caused me quite a lot of grief. And I know Josie's looking at me laughing because he agrees. But it's very similar, isn't it? It is. We actually use the analogy a lot of building a house. Yep. So it's a lot like building a house. You you wouldn't just draw up your plans yourself unless you're about to get, <laughs> and say, say to the bricklayer, yes. build that house. <laughs> you, you wouldn't do it. It's, you've got to get people in that, that understand like the stuff that you don't even know you've got to think about, right? Yep. So um, we help with all that stuff. But then, as you say, like, the cost can sometimes be comparable to building a house. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that people underestimate is the costs. And um, a lot of the time we do get phone calls from people that have $500 to spend on an app. <laughs> and, yeah, if anyone's listening <laughs> that, you know, is in that situation, a good app does cost a lot more than $500. It does, yeah. Um, and so it, it's, it's not just the building of the app as well. It's, it's also the marketing yeah. you need to consider. So... Yeah, when I talk about, I guess, the, um, the time and effort required and it's like building a business, you also need to market it like a business. Yeah. You build a fish and chip shop, yes, the people in the immediate vicinity are going to know that it's there and they're going to yeah. go and buy fish and chips. Imagine that's your family and friends. They know your app exists. They're going to probably download it. Yeah. But no one else is unless you 
I don't know, put ads out there yes. for the Fish and Chip Shop, create a Facebook page, all the stuff you need to do. Yeah, and, that, and that's just people don't actually think about that, do they? No. And I, I suppose that's the, the beauty of the app store is you do have global access to people, but yep. how are people anywhere but yourself? And if you don't have a big personal plot, like Ellen DeGeneres when she made Heads Up, of yep. course it's going to become the number one app because of her profile. Yep. But the average mm-hmm. Joe Blow, Joe and Dale, we don't have that following. So... Mm-hmm. What, how do people get them out there? What, what some of the strategies that if someone's got an idea and let's think about now they've made that app, um, they've come to you obviously because that's when they get the best app, but what are some ways to get it out there? And obviously you hide Macklemore and a monkey and <laughs> like people can't afford to do that. How do we do that? Yeah, I guess it does come down to budget. Yep. If you can afford to hire Macklemore um, to tweet about your app, then that's gold and that's one of my tips in my top 20 tips about yeah, yeah. sort of releasing an app is, you know, if you know a celebrity, then access them and access your network as well. Yeah. Ask all your family and friends to review your app, to download it. Like, you'd be surprised how many people release an app and their own families haven't even downloaded it yeah. or reviewed it. I know. Like, it's crazy. Yep. So you need those people. You force them to, right? Yep. Your friends have to download it. Yeah, right? yeah. They've also got to tell their friends. Yeah. Um, but if someone in your network knows a celebrity, like, do whatever you can to get that person to get that person yep. just to tweet it or something. Yeah. Um, you know, a tweet from um, a celebrity can really make or break an app. Yeah. And we found with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, when we took them to South, West, South by Southwest, we set up a photo booth. He got dressed up in op shop clothes. At the time, um, the thrift shop, thrift shop yeah, was their yeah, number yeah. one hit. Yeah, so yeah. everyone dressed up in op shop clothes. They yeah. got their photos taken with him. So we, it was a little bit of thinking outside the box. Um, we consider it one of the best, I think it cost us 20 grand. Yeah. One of the best 20 grand. It was better than hour, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, about an hour. <laughs> Not a bad gig. But honestly, if you compare that with um, the traction you'd get from spending 20 grand on Facebook ads, yeah. you're paying like three bucks an install. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do the maths and show, show how bad I am at <laughs> No, I'm not I think it's, that's about like 8,000 downloads. Yeah. Okay, the traction we got from having Macklemore um, at our event meant that we had, this is quite literally, a queue of a thousand screaming girls out the door and down the street. Yeah. And that attracted all of the media who all did stories on it. We flew back to Australia and we were all over the news. Yeah. Um, we were, the next day after we got back, we were invited to, onto the Today Show. Yeah. So uh, 20 grand, very well spent. We ended up with way more than 8,000 users based on, on doing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So stunts like that, if you haven't got much money, yep. you need to find the best ways to use the little money you do have. Sometimes stunts are the way to go. If you don't have money for uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, it just means you've got to put a lot more work in. So you've got to create your Facebook channel, you've got to create your uh, Instagram channel, and you've got to post twice a day. Yeah. You know, follow all the basic rules that everyone tells you. You've yeah. got to put your videos up every single day. You do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, the way to do it if you don't have the money. Yeah. Just put more effort in. Yeah, cool. So with all this, like obviously, from creating a mobile treasure app, now you're working with amazing people, creating their dream apps for them, for businesses, creating your own. Do you feel like you're living your dream, that you've found your purpose? Um, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I, I look forward to getting up every morning, I look forward to getting to work, and I'm there every morning, you know, that, that's how I measure yep. um, success, or, or whether you're happy with what you're doing, is whether you want to be there every day, Yeah. and I, I love work, Yeah. so yeah. I think, <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think that's a really good point, that if you're looking at your clock all the time, then you're probably not in the right job for you, and you have been, I know we speak about this, I've spoken to you a lot, but you have been in those jobs, so how refreshing is it now knowing that you're making a positive difference and you're loving what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely, it makes a massive difference, and I mean, 
yeah, I haven't been in many of those jobs, but I mean, I started out in TV and I was in TV for nine years and didn't really know that there's jobs out there that yeah. you would want to get up for. Yeah. So I was one of the people that clocked in and clocked out. Um, but once you realise, hang on, like I could actually love what I'm doing all day. <laughs> Everything Crazy. Changes. Yeah. You can never go back. Yeah. Um, at, you're, you're the same. Yeah. You can't go back. Yeah, no way. Because um, you found it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So is there, is there a question from all your experiences? I know we could talk about this, but you opened a bar in Costa Rica, you've directed movies, you're creating apps, you're doing all this. Is there a question you wish people asked you more? Hmm. Rephrase the question. So, like, in everything you get, so obviously you get a lot yeah. of questions about everything you've done or your yeah. purpose or things you're doing. Is there something you wish people would ask you more so that they don't... You know, that maybe people wish they knew about you or things you're doing. Hmm. It's a very hard one. Yeah, it is a tough one. I, I do get asked a lot of questions and, yeah, I get the, I've got enough ideas yeah, question every, every single day. Yep. Luckily, I'm not in sales anymore, so <laughs> Carl gets the brunt of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess um, it's probably unrelated to apps, but the time I spent in Costa Rica... You've travelled, you've yes. lived in London, you yep. know what it's like, <clears throat> The what you gain from travel. Yeah. I think that's a huge one that people that haven't travelled don't know. Yeah. Um, and oh, I hate to sound wanky, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it does expand your world Yeah. just by travelling. And I mean, really living somewhere as well, it's not like you're... It's not like a, it's not like a holiday. No, yeah. you're not buying fake watches in Bali. You're, <laughs> you're like, you're living, you know, the. I wouldn't say the life of the locals, but... Living the life of that, that region. Yeah. And I think living in... Um, I was in Costa Rica for four years. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. We don't need to go grinding because I also wanted to talk about the apps now, but this yeah. is a cool story. So you sold up everything and yeah. moved to Costa Rica. Yeah, so as I said, I was in TV for nine years and I got sick of TV. I was making TV commercials mainly. And I um, got sick of that and thought, what's well, the complete opposite? I just want to sell up everything and go and do the opposite. So went to the opposite side of the globe, which was Costa Rica and Central America, and opened a nightclub. <laughs> as far from like making TV ads as you can get, right? Yeah. So actually did it. But at the time, the housing market crashed. So when I sold my house, I actually broke in. I didn't make any money. Yeah. So had to do it. And my sister went over and did it with me at, at the time, which was awesome. Um, and uh, so, but we had to do it with no money. So we arrived there with nothing and how the hell are we going to open a nightclub? Like we have to do it. We told everyone we were going to do it. <laughs> we, we had cameramen following us around. Like we were making a documentary series out of this thing. So we had to do it. <laughs> um, you know, we, we took the first step and the next step, step presented itself. And it kept happening that way until we launched the most amazing nightclub you could ever imagine in Costa Rica. <laughs> not knowing the language of the local people, not having any money, any business experience, nothing. We, we just took the first step and the next presented itself. Um, yeah, that is another story to get into, <laughs> how we managed to, to do that. But it's kind of like we were always taught by our parents that you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. And we just put our minds to it and it, and it works somehow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I ended up being there for four years. Um, so just the things you learn about different people and how other people live is such an eye-opener. And so, like, I just encourage everybody to travel. Yeah. Like, before you, you know, even find your dream job, you might find your dream job while you're travelling. Well, your dream job might be travelling. If yeah. you love it that much, you can... I think that's the beauty of... And like you've done, you've made... You've just had a passion, you've made a job out of it. Yep. And you continue to do that. So, there's no... There's jobs that uh, aren't even created today that will be tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, before you settle into something, to 
go live somewhere else for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's great advice yep. for anyone listening. So, um, if you could go back to 18-year-old Joe Wanganui Park when you're dominating at Maple Street in Shepparton, <laughs> what would be one bit of advice that you would give yourself now that you've learned from TVs, movies, building nightclubs in Costa Rica, designing apps for yourself for other people, um, becoming a, a husband, a father? What's one bit of advice you'd give yourself? I would tell myself to do all the same things. You know, yep. do what you're going to do. You know, I was very entrepreneurial from a very young age. I had a recording studio when I was 16 and, you know, would record bands in my backyard, all that kind of stuff. But I would tell myself, find one thing and do your best at it. Like, put everything into that one thing yep. and see it through before moving on to the next okay. idea. Because yeah. I, I think I've just been through so many different ideas that I've just half-assed along the way. Yep. Um, this, I have like lots of things that I think I wonder if I'd have put a little bit more effort into my music career whether that would have taken off because yeah. um, you had a band as well didn't I you? I did, I've been in bands recorded albums all that stuff yeah. um, I was a record producer for, for a long time <laughs> it's just I had so many other ideas I wanted to pursue I never put everything into one thing yeah. which is what I've done with the app business now and it's paid off yeah. and so I'd probably tell myself just stick with one thing for longer until you see it through before moving on to the next one but do you think also that you may not have had all these life experience to know that you wanted to do this if you hadn't have tried so many things um yeah absolutely yep. and that's why i have no regrets yeah good i like that so I, I, if i could choose whether to go back and tell 18 year old jokes <laughs> i would say no i don't want to tell him anything yeah cool that's if good. i had to tell him something that's what i'd tell him that's funny because a lot of people there's always one or two things that they would like to tell themselves so right. i think that's great advice because obviously you can't change it and you've learned it from the way and you've learned now to put all your eggs in one basket. So exactly your bit of advice you're doing now, yep. it just may have taken a bit longer than other people, but those life experiences you've had along the way are second to none and you will have Absolutely. them for the rest of your life. So yep. and I guarantee people listening along going, what hasn't this guy done? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So what's, what do you want to be remembered for, Joe, your legacy when you're done, um, retired, end of the day? What, what one last sort of thing do you want to be remembered for? That's a tough one because, yeah. as, you, as you know, I still make, make films and things as well. So yeah. it's not like I have put all of my eggs in one basket, but I've definitely um, dedicated a lot more of myself to the app company. But I guess what it's worth, I guess, realising is that there's still other things you can do, yeah. but you've just got to put more into something until it becomes uh, a self-sustaining entity. Yeah. So I still plan on going back and, and making films probably my retirement cool. I'll probably move into filmmaking and I'll just be an old dude that makes films yeah. and hopefully I'm remembered for those but from my time now I think I hope that I'm uh, remembered as a really great mentor to some amazing startups or some amazing businesses who I helped sort of create their mobile strategy with them cool and, and that's I think that's really important that you are helping so many people create their dreams now which is a very rewarding thing so um, if we want to check out some of your apps because I could highly recommend Jam um, and not only that, Surfy. I got quite addicted to that because I used to love California Gation. Um, where can we check those out? Um, so on the App Store, you can go to our website, dreamwalk.com.au. Uh, we've got a bunch of our apps up there and a bunch of apps we've built for other people as well. Cool. Um, I won't reel off names of clients, but yeah, they're, they're all on there. Yeah, so we can go and check that out. And, yeah, and if people are listening going, I've got an idea, I don't know how to go about it, how can we reach out, so obviously not dealing directly with you, but with your team, yep. um, how can we go about doing that to start putting things into place to maybe create that app of their dreams or that new business idea that they've got? Yep. Um, yeah, give us a call or fill that contact form online or wherever you might find us um, and we're happy to talk it through with you. 
Our team have done this so many times before. They, they know what to look for in an idea, even if it's just helping you validate your idea. Yeah. Just give us a call and we can help you get started. Uh, we'll happy to sign an NDA and all that stuff if you're worried about people <laughs> stealing your ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just give us a call. Yeah, and I can guarantee from my experience from having an idea and no idea what I was doing um, that, yeah, dealing with Sam, Joe and the rest of the team actually created and still the best-selling, best-performing app that I've created. So um, thank you very much for your help along the way, mate. And I can guarantee people that if they're writing down a lot of things today, particularly the different careers you've had or different <laughs> areas you've gone, the one thing is very sure, that's your passion for what you're doing, helping others. Um, and hopefully I'm sure people will be able to take a few things out of that. So thanks for that today, Joe. No worries. Thank you, Dad.